neighbor what's good compliments of the season happy new year so this is part b of the story we started yesterday oh, i'm so excited to say that i'm releasing this thing a day after ah, so today we're continuing with once upon a holiday by claudia bugoa i'm still going to find out the right pronunciation of that last name okay so we're summarizing part a quickly we just have that sterling and juniper spearman met and it was a one night stand but then june also happened to be the same person who was calling to make inquiries about the property of his to rent it out so he finds out a day after their one night stand and the thing is you know how romance books can be now like uh, even though you are not you are celibate for two years plus you are celibate for who god knows when but for some reason you meet that person and everything is like different and somehow you want this person more around and this is like um the festivity holiday period like they met at Thanksgiving week and now December is fast approaching so he wants to make a proposition more or less like hey can you just like hang out with me for a month and he's safe you know asking her this based that he knows her, her family is well off like she has like two billionaire brothers or something so who have their own stories that i'm not getting into but this is her story she's like the baby of the house this is where she's at she feels lonely or she's that a trio she's been trying to have a baby the place where we stopped at um the last episode was that she had some doctor's appointments scheduled you know monday tuesday monday she went to the lab but they took blood samples tuesday was like the doctor's appointment and it's meant to be like you know where they're meant to confirm her health is okay and then they would start with the iui the you know intrauterine insemination artificial um, insemination to get her pregnant to try to get her pregnant because she has a condition PCO, pcos polycystic ovarian syndrome that doesn't quite allow her to have babies easily it's really difficult it's, the chances are slim okay so this is her now she goes to the doctor what do you know Stellan accompanies her because yes he knows he's not a guy he's not like a commitment person he doesn't he likes his life as it is it's perfect but for some reason he keeps wanting to hang out around her so he helps like you know pick out the donor and then he says oh i'm going to accompany to the doctor's office he's waiting in the waiting room she goes into the doctor's office and only for the doctor to start asking her when was your last period and next thing he's like hey congratulations you're two weeks pregnant and she's like vexed because oh my god why did he make why did he mess up my plans because the thing about june she's obsessed with making plans and keeping to them because hey she makes a lot of dumb mistakes so having a plan makes her feel more in control okay i mean most of us can can quite relate to this so she's vexed she bombs out of the she you know she just busts out of the doctor's office and she goes right up to stalin and says you can't this you are the cause of all of this and he doesn't understand but then the doctor comes out of the office and says hey here's your sonogram go like um take a test and see what if you're expecting a boy or girl and stuff like that so that's when he's like hey congratulations and then he's like wait 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 what how are you already pregnant i thought you said you couldn't and you know that's the point you're at and now they're driving home from the doctor's office so now they're in the car and Beck, the bodyguard, is driving. So um, Stalin is sitting up front with Beck. But then they arrive at this lab-looking place. Like it's, in fact, from the outside, you won't even know it's a lab. It's one of those block buildings. It's non. It's meant to be discreet, you know. So it's actually a lab. Like you know how celebrities, when they have their privacies and they they're trying to go get tested or something, they sneak into the back of the building. So it's that kind of place. Has staff that are, are catered 
to meet needs of celebrities in that manner. Sterling is a big social media figure. That's why he has crazy fans, crazy stalkers. So it's not like he can just walk through the front door. And instead of just like waiting for a few days longer before going for a sonogram or something, like, okay, let's just get it done at the discreet place, know what we the results want for all. So that's what happens when they arrive at this place. And they don't quickly go inside. Beck, first of all, excuses them from the car, right? And then he gives them room to talk. So Stalin goes behind the car where June is sitting because throughout the drive, she wasn't talking. She was just looking out the window. And then she now turns to him and says, hey, dad, I know this is not part of your plan. I didn't plan to get knocked up by you. I'm really sorry, but I cannot lose this child. If you ask me to lose this child, I will not lose this child. Instead, we can have my lawyer drop a document. You can sign off all your paternal rights. I'm not going to bother you, you know? And he's just looking at her and he's like, no way woman no way because even as much as i didn't plan this i'm really glad about this plot twist because it means i get to stay in your life somehow i mean this is a dude who did not want to have woman to do anything i wanted to do one night stand and forget to my boy he found a way to keep her in his house for holidays still finding a way to see her for at least a year or so and now you find out you're having a child with her and you want to he's like no i'm staying uncle that almost wanted to be godfather of whatever child she's going to have. But now he's no longer the godfather, he's a father, you know? He's really happy about the whole thing because it was even killing him in his head, thinking of her carrying under man's child. So everything worked out. So when I eventually go into the lab place and the technician, you know, checks the baby with this wand and she says, oh, congratulations, you're having it twins. And she's excited. And this twins thing was possible because based on the hormones drug she's taken, she was able to release more than an egg and it got fed lies. And yeah, well, this little tidbit just interested me that's why i'm adding it so now back at the penthouse she's still quiet june she's disoriented and beck you know beck that was initially arguing oh let this woman go she's a danger she's a threat you don't know who she is but seeing how she's reacting like oh she's carrying a baby and she's not demanding marriage and money and ring right now oh okay i like her that's the bodyguard so sudden was like beck can you give me advice how do i keep her like how do i keep them i want her and a baby Beck was like, man, you're on your own. <laughs> like, I don't know, <laughs> you're on your own. By the time he enters the house, June is pacing his room and she's trying to come up with new plans. Okay, I could get this house, you know, back at San Francisco. I could get my mom to stay close. I could move and I could have my sister help. And she's like, hey, you can be involved as much as you want, but please don't hurt them. And she starts building boundaries. And he's like, what are you doing? Can you just stop? She's like, listen, this is no longer a Christmas fantasy, Christmas miracle. It's fragile. So he's saying, are you doing all that because you're seeing me as irresponsible, unreliable, negligent, like every other person sees me? Because that's how he also sees himself. And she's like, no. Like, oh my God. Stop describing yourself as ugly and everything else you think you are. That you're actually reliable and dedicated. Look what you've built for yourself. That I'm not doing this because of any of those things you think. It's just... This is, this is what we're facing, okay? And the thing is, he's been hurt because he's insistent. I want to be closer to you. Hey, you know, he wants things fast. And she's thinking, both of us have been hurt. You've been hurt. I've been hurt. We're not in a place to be anything other than friends to each other. Let's just start there. Okay, so next thing they go for a trip to Steamboat. They were in Denver, which is a city in color, a city in Colorado. Now they're going to Steamboat, like more like um, maybe a beachy place, you know, how rich people can have like this quiet place away from the city. So as it turned out, Stelling's house in Steamboat is 
actually the neighbor of Jackson's house. Jackson is June's eldest brother. He's a billionaire himself. And she's like, oh, but she knows her brother is not around. So she's thinking, oh, I can just stay here quietly. He wouldn't really know I came. And before he comes back, I'll be gone. Because it just meant to stay in Stimble for a few days. And also, as it turns out, Stalin knows her brother. She's like, wait, what? You know my brothers? Apparently, they all parted together. You know, did the wild things when they were younger together. But everybody is growing up now and having more sense. But still, you know, when boys are concerned, it's still like, hey, but I know you. We all had the urges together. We all had the parties, the wild, crazy parties. I don't trust you, my young sister that moment is coming mm-hmm. so why they're there at Steamboat? it's such a cozy setup because they're sitting outside where the fire is warm and they have blankets they're dressed warmly they're staring at the stars so it's um it's so romantic and so cozy so they have that moment to talk and she's now asking him who her ear because she knows her own brothers have stories of their hearts broken. Like the one that his first wife did him a number on him. And that one that was abandoned on altar. And, and that one that had that the girlfriend even abandoned when he had an accident. So her brothers have had a series of, but two of them now are happily married. And they both have children. She's not like, so what's your own story? Like, why are you like this? That's when he now brought up Kara. We know we talked about, we brought up that name Kara in part A. So Kara is his childhood friend. They were next door neighbors, you know, all those rich kids. And they started from friends, they transitioned into dating. By senior year of high school, she came to him that, oh, she's pregnant. And he wanted to talk to his friends, find a way to keep the baby. But Kara steals that same words. You're irresponsible, you're unreliable, you're negligent. There's nothing you want out of your life. It's not for your parents' money. You don't have anything else. That's the legit what she told him. So that hurts so bad. And even his parents were not even helpful. They were just like, you can't keep it. You couldn't even keep a fish alive. Judging him by his actions when he was six years old. What do you want to achieve by keeping a baby so well as it turns out fortunately the whole pregnancy thing was a horse she wasn't really pregnant but then that really was that really shook him up you know to know the people standing by him and those that are not and what people were actually thinking about him as for june she's never been in love because actually Stanley was in love with this car lady but as for june she's never been in love she's mostly been a serial monogamist that's what her brothers describe her as in terms of since she was 15 she's had dating she's had dating 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 she's someone that could not do without you know everybody knows somebody like that like this particular girl even if she break up with man now next month she's dating somebody new so she was that kind of person she is that kind of person until maybe two years prior to this um time of the story that she just found out hey that actually jumping from man to man doesn't make sense especially when they all break up with you saying it's not you it's me but after you they, the next man they meet is their wife and they propose and next thing here they're married that thing is it's it's even like shaggy like abba Afan now, why it be only me? They segued from that talk into Stalin saying that he actually wants to purchase parents' books like so that he can learn how to be a good dad because he really saying, okay, I know my dad was like an asshole and he sees himself the same, but he just wants to be better for the sake of his kid. It's important to note that as these two escapes to steamboats because they literally escaped to steamboats without the bodyguards. That's about let's lose the bodyguards. You know, that kind of trial trail. Why are they always shadowing me? Let me have some freedom. Okay. So that's what happened. And they went to steamboats without their bodyguards. So the following day now, you know, they just did normal things like went out to ski and she took, she went to her brother's garage to go and borrow her equipment. 
in terms of I have skin materials at my brother's house. And she also connected to his internet because his internet is so good. He's always bragging about how good it is. Because, but um, Sterling's own used to kind of buffer sometimes when they're watching movies. And she's like, oh, what's the point? Let me go and see my brother's own. Connected all her devices to his um, internet. Yeah, we'll see the repercussion for what she did. But, you know, right now, she's just still feeling herself. And they go skiing. And then they have breakfast at this um, fine restaurant. You know, just in, in their mind, normal thing that anybody would do now walking around town hands in hand next thing their bodyguards showed up when they were just done skiing it was so timely because right at the, as the bodyguards showed up you know all of the crazy fans too both men and women rushed around sterling oh my god oh my god it's sterling i told you what's the person i saw at the restaurant oh my god sterling i want to have your babies i want to uh. Jeez, like, you know when they were saying he has crazy fans and he has, like, this security detail? She did not understand. June did not understand. Even us that were reading, we're like, um, ah, it's not being extra. Ah, ah, only artists. I, what do you think you are? Boy band group or something. Because June is thinking, ah, that she has been PR manager for boy band group and that's the only time she has seen this crazy attitude. That Sterling is like in his almost late 30s and people are still like this. Even one lady that was looking at June with, with um bad eye like you can't have him, bitch. Like, what's that? Did I tell you I came to fight here? Fortunately, this like I said, that was when the bodyguards happened to find them. So Sterling just looking at them said, please get us out of here. It took four car changes. They will go from here to here, switch car from here to here before they could lose the fans. And I finally get back, you know, arrive back at um, the steamboat house. So they said that when they get back to Denver, that they will now move into the house at Viking Lane. Viking Lane is that um, house that June, the sprawling mansion that um, Sterling said that June can stay at for a month for free. That did not have furniture, but now they've ordered furniture and some office and room decor. But they'll be spending the Christmas at Steamboat. So for that reason, they were now discussing, oh, um, it was actually June that said, I want to make hair look more cherry-like, more um, Christmassy. So let's get the Christmas tree. Let's get ornaments. And Sterling was like, no, he doesn't want this. He's all frowning like, the, you know, Scrooge. He hates Christmas. But Beck, you know, was just like, oh, yeah, anything you say, lady, we're getting it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but and it's not like Sterling hated everything. He was still the person that helped out with, oh, no, 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 put the scholars here. Put that one there. Because, he's, you know, he's an artist. like an ultra rich super famous knows what he's doing at it he really helped and said okay no those colors when you put it that way it's more homogeneous and when she was like oh we need a painting to match the current decor uncle carried his easel and everything started painting something even after saying i don't really want christmas don't make my house an apple you know and by this time morning sickness had finally actually caught up to june so she was straying up and each time he's there there with her in the toilet raising her hair patting her back stuff like that putting a cold compress on her neck oh please please this is a dream this is a dream romance novels please you write about this part too <laughs> and it's actually crazy that they went all out on these decorations because they're only going to stay in steamboat for like three days only three days and they went out having money is good sure i mean everywhere you go you make it like home and you can easily just go to another place and make the next place like home and it did not really cost you much. Or you can just give the decorations away. When June saw Stellan painted, she approached him and then he shared with her, oh, this is how I started painting. Because my mom had all of these adopted children, up to four, five, six of them at the same time. And they would all get her attention, except me as an actual biological kid. And each time I wanted her attention, she would just put stop me with crayons and say, hey, go paint or something. So sometimes he will be in his walk home by himself, just with his nannies, kept him distracted. So that's how he ended up getting married to work. So if you look at it, 
the painting part of his life, you can actually see that it was just kind of a bad thing that worked out for good. She was like, but then how did the crazy fans come about? He said, oh, it's because of social media. Because I started a social media account to sell. But then the thing about social media is I can get out of control and your fans start feeling like they own you. They know you and you should do as they say. He's worried actually that, you know, his toxic fan base might hurt the children and her you know, the babies that are going to have and her. And she's like, no, I'm going to be fine. We're going to get through this together. That's um, things like that. that you don't have to keep yourself away from us, or, you know, from your kids, just simply because of fans that... Because the thing now is that this guy is someone who likes being around people, Stalin. But based on how famous he is and how crazy his fans are, he can't even be around people as much. And he's trying to learn to live with it. So he lost his freedom in exchange for fame and money you get. So it's awful. I think this thing, consciousness comes to me now when I'm looking through some celebrities' pages. And I'm like, oh my God, so curated, so fine. But you're not really seeing much authenticity. But you really like these people based on, because we've seen their journeys all in public. You get those are really things, you know, losing your freedom. She has one of her vomiting episodes again, and he goes with her to the bathroom. And you know, when she's done brushing her teeth, washing her face, and they have this tender moment and they're all kissing, but then next thing, <laughs> the door, someone is at the door, and it's Juniper's brothers. You know, apparently they're back. She was thinking that they would not be back for a while, but they're back because apparently. When she went to go and carry her equipment and do things in her brother's garage, she triggered some security, security things he had. So he must have said, hey, you are around and you are at my neighbor's house, Abby. Where have you been? You just disappeared on all of us. You did not even bother telling us where you are. You are worried. And Alex, the brother, like Alex, the Olympian now, was now looking at what's his name, Stalin, as why are you with this selfish, self-absorbed, not what you need jerk? Like, why are you with Stalin? Because, like I said, they know him. They've parted with him. They know he's not, like, the kind of guy you want for your sweet sister, you know, in quote. But basically, her brothers are just worried because they actually made a big scene here in terms of come home with us. Yeah, going back with us. And, you know, Stalin just stood behind her like a soldier, like, Jen, do you want to go anywhere? She's like, no. I was like, good, she's staying here. In as much as you have three brothers of the angry girl glaring down at you, Stalin was just like, nah, you're not going to order her around. She's only going to do what she wants. If she says she wants to stay here, she's going to stay here. And the thing is, based on how she was looking when they badged in, they were thinking, oh, this two are up to some shagging. But she didn't want to really correct them because she's like, I don't even think I want to tell them about the kids until maybe they're four or 18. Like, I don't want to tell them I'm pregnant yet. So eventually, Jackson's wife, when he got home, calmed him down. Like, don't judge Stellan like that. That you that you are saying. What if I judge you based on your history? Would I be here with you? So that really helped calm him down. And her brothers really encouraged June. Hey, call mom. She's been worried. So she called her mom. And for some reason, her mom has this antenna. You know how some mothers can be. They can just sense something is wrong. Because even in the beginning, that's why she didn't want to start around her family. Because she did, they did not know that she's um, trying to get pregnant. Because she felt they would discourage her. Like, why do you want to get pregnant? Eh, are we not enough for you? And that they will not really get what she's searching for. Because in trying to have her own baby. It gets. That's why really she's been avoiding them these holidays. Now that Kasala is trying to bust, so she's trying to confront it. She calls her mom, and her mom instantly knows something is up. Like, you're nauseous. So it now says, hey, take Ginger for the nausea. 
and she's like oh my god how did my mom know like how did she know so she goes running to the bathroom because the nausea rises again sterling had to now take over the phone like take the phone and start saying hey i'm sterling june is kind of busy that oh yeah so and so please okay i'm coming to join us for christmas all right i'm going to send a private jet just let me know which day and through all of this sterling is just wondering am i nuts i'm inviting the girl's parents over for christmas i'm going to stay with them i'm going to meet the girl's parents like okay fine i've lost my mind because it's june but because of this lady i'm willing to do all of this so later that day june suggested to sterling that he should close down his social media account he, he can keep the twitter because he uses the account to advocate for causes he's interested in and he said sterling said if i close my social medias how am i supposed to make sales my ass work on stuff she's like you don't need it Mm-mm. like you've actually passed the stage where you need your social media to sell that people literally are on your website all over the place trying to find your pieces you actually don't need a website now what you can do is open gallery in places like paris new york rome get the right people to manage them if you don't know the right people i know someone who knows the right people so that you can regain some of some of your freedom okay so, so he told her nah, that don't just june just leave all of this while alone she was like okay but if you change your mind you know where to find me so that statement had a double meaning for him meaning their paths are coming to an end in terms of when this christmas is over and as much as he's going to be in her life because of the kids that they are not going to move beyond this point as a unit it's not even like they're a unit right now they're just like people staying together for the holidays this is really a typical example of a situationship so for the rest of the days at steamboat they have a routine they have breakfast and the ski and she takes ginger tea to calm down the morning sickness and it's really helping and then by spending time with um juno the most telling figure that actually her exes were just intimidated by her strength because june is a strong woman She's someone that, you know, Stellan is also an alpha male. That's why both of them are kind of matching each other in energy. But anybody else who is lesser would not be able to keep up with her. He doesn't actually want to, her to leave. and he's af- But he's afraid that if she stays with him, he won't be a good enough person for her. So one time when they returned to the penthouse, or even I think they had Steamboat, but one time he was sketching. And she's like, what are you always sketching? She's like, oh, I'm sketching you. And she just, she just laughed like, yeah, right. She didn't believe him. Because she's like, why would you want to sketch me? But the thing is, she also noticed his mood. Because he, he started looking withdrawn. And so she starts poking. Okay, like, what's going on? You've got your emotions on your face. Your expression just shifted. Talk to me. That's when he opens up, like, what are you doing to me, Joan? Because he's, he's so whipped for her. He trusts her. He hasn't trusted anyone in years. And he has no idea how to recover when she leaves at the end of the holidays. He doesn't want her to leave. But he doesn't say all of this because most of this time at this book, they're just basically processing their emotions. Like, I think processing... I, I feel many parts in this book at this point. I was literally bawling. Like, I was crying my eyes out. Even as I read the book again while I was preparing this episode. It was so tortured. At this moment, actually, according to Stellan, he has some, some creative block. All he can write and all he can sketch and think about is June, 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 June work. Like, that's all he can. And he's not recalling that was a time that he was in Paris and he had a mental block. Most of the, the pieces he created at that time, he put them in the dustbin. But he's not at the time. Smart man. Smart older man. Just took out the pieces, dusted them, sold them off as Ahen originals, made a ton of money and retired and is only enjoying his life. That, so that was a lesson that Sterling learned from the older man as far. Enjoy what you have instead of what you think your pieces should look like. Enjoy what's coming out of you right now creatively. So I really think that's a really cool lesson for any of us listening. 
enjoy your, where you are creatively right now. Don't be thinking, I want it to look like this person's own. Somebody that's at your level is crashing out way more than you because you don't know how good you are at what you're doing. So Stalin is thinking about the meaning of happiness. He used to think he was happy. He used to think he was fulfilled. Remember his parents. His dad overworked himself thinking that more money would bring happiness only for the man to have a heart attack and die. He didn't even pay attention to his, um, his wife, like Stalin's mom. And then for Stalin, he was thinking that art is all his legacy. Because he knows he's famous and he all he wanted was to be ultra famous. Like not just the fame he has now, but like the fame that would stay 100 years after you're dead. And you are mentioned along names, alongside names like August Rodin and many other names that I don't know. This goal died when June came into his life. And he's thinking, all I have with her are 16 days. And actually out of that 16 days, I only have two days left with her alone before her parents come. So the next day they go back to Denver, the city. And his brother's wife, Wes, his older brother's wife, she visits his studio. And, you know, apparently the lady got June's number somehow. And June had invited her and the family to dinner. Because she has this thing about wanting him to settle down, to be happy. And she's all bubbly and trying. You know, Wes and her keep trying to integrate him into the family. But he keeps pushing them away, keeping his distance. And the thing is, it's hurting them. And he's thinking, hey, you people are just kind of making a big deal out of this. Leave me to live my life. Abby tells him, because he doesn't know, he's been in his studio all day because he just came back to the city. And coming back to the city kind of broke in magic. Because, you know, there's something about leaving the city, going to a, 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 an idyllic, picturesque place. It feels like getting away from reality, like entering some kind of magical zone. But now that they're back in the city, it's like back to reality, back to all of the things I'm worried about, that I'm afraid about. And he's like, he's acting out quickly because as soon as they come back, he's in the studio and Abby came to visit and she now ends up telling him that, oh, that June invited us for dinner at the house. And he's thinking, wait, wait, June moved out already, like to the house at Viking Lane because this is his penthouse now. Why didn't she tell me anything? Okay. So he feels sad. Like, but the thing comes out, first of all, as anger. He asks um, Abby, he just tells Abby, hey, I, I want to be on my own. So instead of working with clay like he wanted to work with that day, he decides to do metal, like the sculpture metal thing, because he's just trying to find a way to vent his frustration, his anger, how he's feeling. Only for him when he's now like sweating and his whole body's paining him from the session, he now th- finally realizes, oh, he's actually sad. I feel sad. I feel lonely. So meanwhile, June in the house got a call from Abby that they can't make it. That, and by they can't make it, she knows it means Stellan is not coming. And she had prepared dinner for five. And now she has to like refrigerate and pack away everything. And 10 p.m. comes around, no Stellan. And she's sad. She would start to text a message to him. She would delete it. She would think, should I call him? She's like, ah, no, nah, I don't want to disturb him. So she's just sad thinking, so this is the end. I mean, we came back to the city. The magic is broken. Because what had happened is that she left a note for him on the refrigerator that, hey, I'm going to the new house, meet me there, things like that. But uncle has not entered the house since to see that note. This is her now thinking that he had already seen it and he did not honor the invitation, which means he's probably fed up of her. So she now starts making new plans because, you know, they've been making plans together as far. Okay, maybe she's going to stay. There's nothing concrete yet. But she now decides to email her lawyer to prepare some documents for him to sign and you know, so that he's not entangled with her. So she emails the lawyer. The lawyer says, okay, I'm working on it. Next thing, she's cl- as she's cleaning up the kitchen, um, Stalin arrived in, at the house. He was furious. How can you just leave a note? That was your phone for? She's like, 
you were busy. I was busy. I know how you're like when you're walking. I didn't want to interrupt you. So she was, he was like, no, 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 that you don't get to do that. The next thing, he kind of like comes and puts his forehead against hers. And was like, I can't do this anymore. And the thing hurts her so much because she misunderstands. I can't do this anymore to be like, oh, that he's tired of getting his emotions just so then getting angry and not having his life under control that he's probably tired of whatever he's doing with her okay that's how she gets it instead of asking him what did you mean by this the whole moment is charged and they're like oh they're giving to lust the whole one last time thing okay so after the whole deed was done like you know after they've done the do and she she's fell asleep first so stalin is just like watching her sleep and in his mind he's he just whispers aloud she doesn't hear this because she's asleep okay he just whispers i love you because at this point he has lost the fight that's really literally what he meant by can't do this anymore i can't keep fighting whatever it is i'm feeling for you anymore so he says i love you and in his mind he knows that these things they have is fragile but he really wants the family they are created and then he falls asleep and what by the time june wakes up he's gone and she's like oh look at him okay so I'm on my own. So she now decides to call her sister, her twin sister, and they talk. And the thing is, her twin sister eloped and married. Meanwhile, these are twin girls that were like together, like five and six. They already planned they're going to be bridesmaids. So June is still low-key pissed about it. So Jane is saying, hey, that whatever it is, you can come live with us since it's not working out with a guy. Just sister talk, really. But she's talking to her sister. She comes out, you know, of the room and she sees that actually... Um, Stalin is still around and he was, he actually was making breakfast that he was supposed to bring to her in bed, you know, breakfast in bed. When she ends the call, they talk and he's, and he asks a question that was, is so significant. Like, where do you want me, Joan? And she can't answer because she goes out saying, I don't want to keep you. I don't want to force you into something you don't want. But this is a dude literally asking you, what is it you want from me? Just tell me. Okay. But she's not answering coherently because according to her, I don't want to lock you down. No, 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 no. They just keep going in circles like that. Then he's like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm going to, I have my rules. She was like, since why did you just start having rules? You're the chill guy. I'm the one who makes the rules. He was like, well, you're rubbing off on me. So his, his rule number one is whatever thing that is a family plan, I am part of this family. You're going to include me in it. Don't be looking at me like an outsider. Okay. You're making family plans. I am in it. That's number one. Then number two, communicate. Text me, call me. If you notice since the day, so that you say bothering me about property that I did not know you. Anytime you call me, I drop everything I am doing to attend to you. So I don't know why it has to be less now that we're actually together in the same place. So that's his rules and they make sense. Then as for she thinking that she's, she might go back to San Francisco and he's staying in Denver. He's like, I don't care. Anywhere you are, I'll move there. Don't be seeing that thing as the excuse. I will go to where you are. But in all of these things, he doesn't say he loves her because in his head, he's still figuring it out. Okay, they're all still figuring it out, which makes sense. I mean, take your time. In part of our conversation, he just says that I just want to change to become the man that you, you deserve. And she's like, no, like, I think you got it all wrong. What I want you to see is how amazing you really are. The next day now, her parents finally arrive and her dad doesn't like him. He's like glaring at Stellan Ultra, even though Stellan is being... Um, a perfect gentleman so later that night that night that her parents arrived so he called june into his office and together they had deactivated his social media account and june now helped took a picture of him to, and helped with a statement to say hey i'm deactivating this because on the next phase of my life and all that talk so next morning you know in the kitchen trust dads no they can't let this one pass so dad is like so what are your intentions for my daughter and she's he's like saying june like her dad was telling june now of all my children 
I did not expect this kind of irresponsibility from you. How could you go and get knocked up by a man like this? So Sterling was pissed. Like, how dare you? I know you're her dad. So he jumped to um, June's defense. Like, no, that you don't say that about your daughter. You don't know what she's been through or what's happening. Maybe that's why she's not like saying anything to you guys. So he stands up to her and says she's an adult. Let her ask her, talk to her. And then he left, giving them space. So as he left, giving them space, June and her parents and I eventually talked. And her dad actually apologized when he found out that June has this issues as in preventing her from getting pregnant. And this pregnancy is actually a miracle. And Stalin is not a bad guy. So stuff like she just gets to talk with her parents. And they now make these plans because her parents are used to traveling a lot. I mean, they have money. They travel a lot around the world. This is that. But because of their daughter now having expecting twins, they're deciding to move to a closer house wherever she is going to be so they can assist her with the children when they come and honestly that's like so sweet now Stalin in on his own now at the studio after he left june's parents he called his brother wes i've explained that wes is actually foster son wes is the first foster son that his parents adopted and when his father died he left more than half the company to wes Wes did not even like the company as much as Sterling. And Wes was like, if I'm going to endure this company, Sterling too, you have to endure it. So both of them now splits the company half-half. But then the company is mostly managed by both of directors and both of them are mostly doing their thing. But I think Wes is more involved in the actual running of the company than Sterling. Sterling doesn't get anything from there. Another thing that also caused Sterling to lose his freedom, because this is really important to say. I remember I said this in part A. He got popular out of spite because his father said you cannot make it. So he got really popular using social media accounts and stuff out of spite. And in exchange, he lost his freedom. Getting popular on social media means that, you know, he was influencing. His face was all over product. He had that face. Yes, that his face was all over everywhere. He was modeling this, modeling that just to annoy his father so his father can see his face everywhere and be like yes my son succeeded even though i told him was a failure as Stalin and wes are talking they make up and Stalin apologizes that i'm sorry that i pushed you away even when you were wanting to have me in your life but in my head i was pushing you away because i wanted you safe from the drama of my crazy fans and creepy stalkers all of those things so he now tells him about june and says that he actually loves this woman or really wants her and just kind of they have a conversation and he just, he just feels good having that kind of conversation with his brother. So June met with Jackson. You know, she goes to meet Jackson uh, to discuss selling her company because he was angry, her brother, that why didn't you come to me when you wanted to sell your company? That used to come to me for everything, June. Like, what changed? He wasn't happy about it. So that whole trying to patch up relations with family members, she goes to her brother's office, expecting to just meet only with Jackson. But what do you know? All her brothers are there. Jason and Alex are also there. So she was like, I might as well just tell all of you this news. Like, y'all, I'm pregnant. So they're like, what? Okay. And But they're more supportive than she thinks because she's expecting them to carry guns, go barreling down and trying to shoot Stalin. I mean, that kind of older brother cave behavior. But they don't do that. They still don't trust him. But they're like, we trust you and whatever way you want us to be supportive, that's it. So when she was like, oh, I'm having twins. All her brothers are laughing as per you and Jackson. You, you people just keep competing on everything because Jackson has a set of twin daughters and Jackson is the eldest, June is the baby. So that whole dynamics of oldest and youngest sibling always having 
skirt skirt like you know friction now the days leading up to christmas is super busy she's like sorting out details about her pr company trying to sell and you know they're also making plans of okay that they're going to hand them starting are going to go to paris for a month and you know things like that Jeanette, her twin sister and tegan they, are, they arrive they stay over for christmas eve this is their the Jeanette and tegan coming over this was paid by Stellan. I mean, it's good. Money is good. Okay. But then in the midst of all of these festivities, so in the midst of all of these um, festivities and busy things going up, going on, up and down, June happened to notice that, um, so in the midst of all of these festivities going on, there was this particular day. Stellan did not look in a good mood and he was talking to Beck. So she was thinking something maybe going on with the company or sales. Only for him to come and he was holding this um, document in, with this thick envelope. And then he was like, you could have at least um, said all of this to my face. That we, Why didn't you do it to my face? You had to make your lawyer do the dirty job. So this is, you know that time that she was thinking that they were over? That she asked, emailed her lawyer to prepare the documents to send to him. You know, in after the aftermath of everything, life has been good. So she actually forgot to call her lawyer back to cancel that request. So now this thing has come and Stalin is feeling rejected. He's feeling like I have gone all out to show you that I want to be here with you. I want to be there for you. But you're just flinging everything back in my face. So he's severely hot. He now tells her we are done. Whatever it is you want to do, we're done. <laughs> Man is just tired, really. And honestly, this part made me cry. The way former June would have handled this is that she would have literally talked tail and ran back to San Francisco. Like, oh, let's go protect myself. Let's not get too vulnerable. Okay, let's not fight for him. But in this case, she takes a different approach. She really fights for him. She goes to talk to him. Is this a shower scene and water is running down his face and he's looking all angry. But she now goes and says, starts explaining that I'm this is what happened. He really doesn't want to hear, but somehow she's like really communicating her heart, telling him, this is me choosing to be vulnerable. She explains, she cries. She even steps into the shower in full, white, fully dressed. It soaks her through. She just says that she knows she's been holding back from him based on she feels his feelings for her to disappear. But no matter what happens between them, she's not going to take the babies away from him, knowing that how much he wants them. In reply to when she said that she's afraid that his feelings for her will disappear one day, he said, never. You're my big love and make me the man you deserve by just being with me. You know, the makeup. So now on Christmas Eve, he did a lot of work in the studio for her, like set up a tree in their own bedroom with this nativity scene. And then he also gave her three different gifts. And one of them was a proposal ring. So now the epilogue, okay? One year later, June that hates surprises has been having surprises come up left, right and center because she ended up having a triplet. The first sonogram they did only detected two children. But actually, there are three. So she ended up having a triplet. And her brothers were like, ah, so you decided to beat Jackson in this one. Okay, that Jackson and his wife, um, they're going to have quadruplets to beat you. Like, it was just a joke going around in the family. And she married Stellan in February. So that same month that he had exhibition now in Paris. The, the babies were expected to arrive in first week of August. But when it comes to multiple pregnancies, the babies normally arrive earlier because they're so, you know, considering the mommy's stomach is so large, carrying them to due is tougher. So they mostly arrive early. So the babies chose mid-July. At least they arrived like them two weeks, three weeks early. Two girls and a boy. And at the beginning of the story, 
June had a vision, like that she had three babies, and seeing her three children, she's like, oh, okay, my two boy, my two girls, and a boy. So her parents really chose to live close by. They rented, they got this house actually. Trust telling that one of his properties, he set it up for them. They moved in there. They're all kind of saying the same states now, like both the, her family, his family. You know her siblings so that means the little children got to like play with their cousins the twins that the, the children of jason and jackson and even west and abby that that is um stalin's brother and his sister-in-law they were visiting often and for that year thanksgiving it was west that hosted the entire family and when you're talking about christmas they're having breakfast in this person's house um lunch at a different person's house dinner at this other person's house so it's like normally all these family together events and it's like so fun because everybody's like together and honestly this is one of the reasons why i love claudia's books because they, they, they capture this essence of family and togetherness and everybody just kind of prospering together it's like literally my dream life of course you, you have to add jesus to it so this is why whenever i see christian books like maybe they have this type type of soul I really want them. Like, give it to me. Okay. So over the top Christmas. And for that year, Christmas, you know, the year after the children, the year that the tw- the triplets were born and they were like five months old for at Christmas time, there was this over the top Christmas deco as if it was like um, not post style. This is Stalin that didn't use to celebrate Christmas, but he's like all invested in a lot of things have changed and it just took one Christmas. So it's really beautiful. And I really hope that this memory of the holidays keeps you going excited for the next holiday, keeps you like reaching for better relationships and much more. So until next time, see you on Novels and Bed's Neighbor. Bye.